before you move into a group motto, you need to understand the psychology of the people who are going to be in the room. And when you understand the psychology of the people who are going to be in the room, it helps to build that no like trust factor with your clients and your students because you've already spoken to them directly by knowing them so well in your content. And now once they get in the room, they're actually more likely to be compliant because they've already built trust. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Welcome back. Welcome back. Very, very interesting topic today. Three things that you need to have before you move into a group coaching model or a one-to-many coaching model. You know, it's very, very common for us as health coaches. At least this is what I see with a lot of health coaches I work with is that they're ready to move into a group coaching model almost immediately when they start coaching. (laughs) And so I want to break down for you today three things that you should have, that you should seriously take into consideration before moving into a one-to-many or group coaching model. And this has really been a game changer for me as I do group coaching, which is very different from one-on-one for a variety of reasons, some obvious, some not so much. But it's not just a matter of you deciding who you prefer to serve or how many you prefer to serve at one time. Moving into a group model should be really intentional and orchestrated. And there are some things that you should have before moving into a group model, before committing to coaching multiple people at one time in the same room, right? Whether that room be in-person or a virtual room. There's some things that you should really take into consideration to make sure that you do not compromise the integrity of your service. And so the three things that I'm going to share with you today are things that you should really secure to ensure that you don't do that, to ensure that you don't compromise the integrity of your service as a coach. And so this is going to be really key. So take some notes, get ready, write this down, write this down, as they say, and make sure you're very clear on this as you're maybe you're in a place where you're restructuring your business or maybe you're just starting off as a health coach and you're really, really maybe not kind of turned off by the one-on-one and you prefer to be in group for whatever reason, or maybe just the other way around, right? Or maybe you feel like it's just a better model in general from maybe monetary standpoint, or of course, a time-saving standpoint, and you're like, I don't want to work with one-on-one people anymore. I just want to do group. Well, I'm going to break down for you 
the three things that you want to make sure you have when you're considering moving into a group model to, again, ensure that your clients can be just as satisfied as they were when you were working with them one-on-one. Because that's a big fear for a lot of people on both sides, both for the coach and the client. A lot of times clients believe that the only way I'm going to get quality service is by working with someone one-on-one. And then sometimes a lot of coaches believe the only way I can give quality service is by working with people one-on-one. And that is 100% not true. However, there are some things that you absolutely want to make sure are in place before you move into a one-to-many or a group model. So let's get into it. Here's the first thing that's required. The first thing that you should have before you introduce a group model in your coaching business is a specialty and qualifiers. This is super important. So what that means is you have a niche. When it comes to specialization, what I'm saying is that you have a niche. So one of the biggest mistakes a health coach can make is believing that they can work with any and everybody just because everybody needs to be healthy. So that's 100% false, right? You want to be specialized. You want to have a dedicated lane. That's what we call it inside of the plant protocol. What is your dedicated lane? So you want to make sure you have a specialty because when you have a specialty, you attract a certain type of person. And even just as important as that, you repel a certain type of person. So before you move into a group model, you definitely want to have a specialty. Now, when you're working with people one-on-one, you can sometimes get away with not quite having a specialty because when you're working with clients one-on-one, you tend to do a lot of customization, especially in the beginning, right? And when you're working with clients one-on-one in the beginning and you're doing this customization, you have a whole lot of room to audit the process. You have a whole lot of room to make edits, reconfigure change your mind about things, right? And and the way you service that client based on their special, unique needs. However, when you're moving into a group model and you're losing that ability to customize and personalize the experience, you wanna make sure at least everybody in the room has a similar, if not the same challenge or issue. And so specializing and having a niche is gonna be super important before you move into a group model. Do not just be a generic health coach or generalist, as we call it at the plant protocol. You don't want to be a generalist and inviting, you know, eight to 20 people into a room with you and really proclaiming that you can help all of them when their issues are across the board. So you must have a specialty before moving into a group model. The second part of number one, in addition to a specialty, is You want to make sure you have qualifiers. This is so important. What that means is that just because somebody roughly falls under your specialty doesn't make them automatically qualified to work with you. You should have a list of a minimum of like three to five qualifiers that really tells you and them whether or not they'll be a good fit, whether or not you guys will be a good fit for one another in the coaching relationship. So I'll give you an example of this inside of Farm to Table. You know, one of our qualifiers is that you cannot be a beginner to plant-based eating. In Farm to Table, we do not take beginners. Like somebody who's like, I've never taken any animal products out of my diet. I'm just starting out. This is all brand new to me. 
We don't take those individuals. Why? Because we specialize in combating chronic lifestyle disease. And so someone, which means our protocol and our approach to doing that is way more rigorous. So farm to table is not for the plant curious. We don't appeal to and we don't attract plant curious. Like that's not who our target person is. Our people are people whose body and minds are already compromised. So a qualifier to get into my farm to table program is you have to have a pre-existing health condition. Now, what's interesting is how people define pre-existing health condition when they're completing the application, because people will say, no, I don't have any health challenges. But then when they get in the suitability interview, they're like, I'm overweight. I'm not sleeping good, blah, blah, blah. So some people think a pre-existing health issue just means like something that's diagnosed by a doctor. But being overweight is a pre-existing health issue. Trust me, being overweight is not healthy. We could debate it all day. It's just not. A lot of people don't even see the fact that they're overweight, 40, 50 pounds overweight as a pre-existing health issue. And it is, right? So I'm like, no, you're actually qualified to be in the program because you have this health challenge. So that's one of our qualifiers to work with us. So in your group model, in your group coaching program, you should have distinct qualifiers. Now, here's the thing about having qualifiers and specialization. When you have qualifiers and when you have a specialty, and this is the hardest thing about having a specialty and qualifiers, lean in and write this down. You have to enforce them. (laughs) This can be really challenging, but you have to enforce them because if you don't enforce them on the front end, it's going to come back and bite you in the butt on the back end, i.e. when they get in the program, you guys are going and some people are not keeping up. Some people are non-compliant because you didn't enforce your qualifiers. So I turn people down to be in front of the table. Like, listen, you're honestly just really not a good fit right now. You know, and I will tell them what they need to do to get prepared for my program. I'll tell them what they need to do in order to ready themselves to move forward with us. I have the same thing for the plant protocol. When people apply for the certification, there are qualifiers, like one of our qualifiers to be in the plant protocols, you have to be a plant-based vegan. Before I'm going to work with you to help you build a successful coaching business, plant-based coaching business, you have to already be a plant-based vegan. And for some people, that's a surprise because they think I'm going to take a plant-based certification to become plant-based myself. And I understand that thought process because other certifications don't have qualifiers. When I got certified in plant-based nutrition, there were no qualifiers. The only thing was, can you afford it? If you can afford it, check out here. I didn't talk to anybody, right? I didn't have an interview. There was no application. There was no assessment. You know, I didn't talk to a human. I just went on the website, decided I wanted to take their certification, and I just paid for it. But that's not the way my certification is set up. There's qualifiers to be inside of the plant protocol. And the plant protocol is a group coaching program. And so you need the same thing when you're moving into a group model or a one-to-many model. Qualifiers will truly change the dynamics of your group and it will truly change the morale of your community. Truly. Because if you have truly assessed every single individual before they come inside of your ecosystem, it will make a huge difference in how Everyone does the work, accomplishes the goal, flows through the curriculum, engages with one another, supports one another. Trust me, 
When you start vetting people to work with you as opposed to taking every dollar that somebody tries to throw at you and on the back end, as far as longevity, as far as the lifetime value of your customer, as far as your like recurring revenue and your ability to really build a relationship where your clients know, like, and trust you, it changes the game. And as a beginner, a coach that's just beginning, I understand the appeal and the desire to want to just take anybody who can afford your service. But as a coach, you have to understand coaching is a relationship business. Coaching is a contact sport. So that means that the relationship is not over at the transaction. That's what I'm trying to say. The relationship is just beginning at the transaction when it comes to coaching, right? This is a unique career and it's a contact sport. And so you're building a relationship with someone. And so there needs to be a conversation There needs to be a qualifier to work with you. There needs to be a specialty. Like both of you should be very, very clear around what you're signing up for. And so when you have a group, it is so important that you have a specialty and you have qualifiers so that the dynamics of your group are safe, so that you have a curated community. I think one of the best pieces of feedback we get from our students who graduate from Farm to Table is the community was unmatched. Like this last semester that I taught, I was doing exit interviews after graduation, right? So we have our students, they are able to book a one-on-one cause for their exit interview and talk about their experience, right? Give us any recommendations on how it could be better. Tell us what they love. And so I was doing an exit interview with one of our students and she's like, I don't know how you did it. (laughs) I don't know how you matched me with my accountability partner, but it was like, Firework. She's like, I have a friend for life. This is amazing. And that wasn't like a one-off compliment. I got that compliment from several students this last semester that I taught. So many of them were like, my accountability partner was meant for me. They were like, oh my God. I was so nervous about, you know, you matching us up and pairing us up because I'm a private person or I don't like to make new friends or I'm uncomfortable in group environments and all the stuff people say about meeting strangers, right? But so many of our students were like, Lisa, what algorithm are you using to match accountability partners? And then maybe I'll do a whole nother episode about that if you do have like an accountability program in your coaching program, because I don't randomly match our students. So there is a little bit of finagling behind the scenes that I do. But what it really speaks to in general is how intentional I am about curating my community so that when I do pair them up, you know, with their APs, with their accountability partner, there is a higher likelihood of synergy, a higher likelihood, should I say, of synergy, right? That's because everybody has been interviewed to be in the room. Everyone are falling under the umbrella of our specialty in the program. And so before they even meet each other or have their first phone call, I've already ensured that they have something in common, right? So curating the community via a specialization and qualifiers is a game changer, okay? So that's the first thing you need before moving into a group coaching model. Number two, the second thing you should have before moving into a group model is a curriculum, IP, intellectual property. Listen, do not invite all these people in the same room and be freestyling every lesson, every session, 
just off the top of your head, you might have a general outline. Let's be very clear. Like a curriculum is a very intentional curated process. It is not like, no, I know what I'm going to talk about every week for the next 10 weeks. No, 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 no. Right. It's like, I intentionally decide to do this with them before this, and they'll do this next. We'll build on top of what we did in week one. And this is going to lead to this. And once they get this result, this is what they're going to need in week eight. Right. Like a curriculum is intentional. You have to have a curriculum before moving into a group model. Do not invite these people into a flimsy, play-by-play, week-by-week process. Let me see how I feel or let me see what they complained about last. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. No, 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 no. Before you have a group model, you need to have IP, intellectual property. And the only way you can truly have that is if you have number one. In order to have a curriculum, you have to have a specialty, okay? In order to have a curriculum, you have to have a specialty because when you specialize, it's easier to build a curriculum because you're solving a specific problem. So for example, inside of the plant protocol, I have a lot of coaches who have decided to make type 2 diabetes their specialty. It's one of the most common specialties that our coaches decide to take on because of personal experience or intimate exposure. That's our rule to creating a specialty, right? It has to have be something that you have personal experience with or intimate exposure to. And a lot of them decide to specialize in type 2 diabetes. Well, if you're a generalist and you're just like, I'm just a plant-based coach and I can help anybody adapt a vegan lifestyle. But if you say, I'm a plant-based coach who specializes in type 2 diabetes, how much easier is it to build a curriculum off of that versus just being a generalist, right? So when it comes to having intellectual property in a curriculum that your students can follow in a group model because they've all have been qualified to be in the room, it makes it so much more seamless Their learning environment is so much more seamless. You're not overwhelmed as the facilitator or whoever's facilitating. Like in 2023, it's the first year that we're having a facilitator inside of my group coaching program and it's not me, right? But when I made the decision to stop teaching it and I now have a facilitator who's going to be teaching, it makes it so much easier, the transference of that role as well. One of the handicaps of a one-on-one model is that usually people are in love with you, right? Usually you are the star of the show. But when you move into a group coaching model, it becomes easier from a scaling standpoint when it comes to scaling your business if you have a curriculum because you can hand off that baton and someone can easily slide into your role as the facilitator because there's a curriculum that they will follow. There's a blueprint to how we get the result. A curriculum is nothing but the blueprint. So one of the first lesson in our curriculum at Farm to Table is um, how to read food labels, right? And so what we teach our students is that when you're reading food labels, the first place your eyes are supposed to go is not the nutrition facts, definitely not the front of the package, But the first place we teach our students to look when they're reading food labels in the ingredients. And we tell them that the ingredients is the recipe, right? So if I'm buying peanut butter and I'm looking in the ingredients, it says peanuts, palm oil, salt, sugar. That's literally the recipe for this peanut butter. That's exactly what 
your curriculum is to your program. It's the recipe. It's literally how we get the end result. So if you don't have a curriculum, you should not be entertaining a group model because before you move into a group model, you need to have a proven process or recipe for how you get the result. And what result am I talking about? Not just everybody's healthy at the end of the program. No, (laughs) that's generalist language. We specialists over here. It's here's the recipe for combating your type 2 diabetes. Here's the recipe for losing 30 to 50 pounds without surgery. Here's the recipe for X, right? Your curriculum is the recipe for end product that everybody in the group desires. Everybody in the group desires to lose 30 to 50 pounds or get their BMI from 30 to between, I don't know, 23 to 24. It should be a very specific outcome that you're trying to achieve because you're a specialist. They have qualifiers to get in the room. So a qualifier will be everybody in the room is at least 30 pounds overweight, right? Okay, now here's the recipe to lose that 30 pounds by taking a plant-based approach without using appetite suppressants, surgery, and extreme exercise regimens, I guess. I don't know. Whatever your promise is, whatever your claim is, but there should be a curriculum to get a specific result. Everybody should not be in the room just to be healthy. No, that doesn't work, okay? So you have to have IP. You have to have a curriculum that's based on your specialty, number one. Today's episode is sponsored by the Plant Protocol Plant-Based Coaching Certification, the first of its kind. It is the first plant-based coaching certification, which ensures you are fully prepared to assist your clients with life-changing transformations that they absolutely refuse to stop talking about. Not only will you learn nutrition science and understand how to effectively use a whole food plant-based diet to combat chronic lifestyle diseases, you'll also hone your coaching skills. In the plant protocol, we use cognitive behavioral coaching techniques to increase client compliance. Because what's the use of knowing your subject matter if you're not skilled at effectively coaching a client to adopting and adhering to it? In the plant protocol, we focus on three key areas, mastery, integrity, and confidence in coaching. Mastery of the science, integrity in your messaging, and confidence in your coaching ability. Please visit theplantprotocol.com today to apply. The third and final thing that you should have before moving into a group model is one-on-one coaching experience. (laughs) So I do not recommend to my coaches inside of the plant protocol, if they're coming into the plant protocol and they've like never coached before. They've never had a coaching business before because we have some students who already have a business and they're trying to refine it or trying to introduce plant-based nutrition to it. But then we have some students who this is a complete career change for them. They like were doing something else. Maybe they were doing real estate. I don't know. They adopted a plant-based diet for themselves, fell in love, got this great results, and now they want to help other people with their health. So they've never been a coach. They've never taught plant-based nutrition. They don't have teaching experience. They don't have coaching experience. You should not start off with group. You should not. Group is a whole other beast. You have 
questions coming from all these different individuals from all these different walks of life and all these different unique experiences. Every person in the group has a different limiting belief about why this might not be possible for them. Everybody in the group has misconceptions about what a plant-based diet is. One person thinks they absolutely need to supplement. The other person thinks that there's nothing wrong with the vegan junk food because there's no meat in it. The amount of misconceptions, miseducation, limiting beliefs that comes with a group requires somebody who is skilled. What's that game? Oh, whack-a-mole. <laughs> you know where the things pop up and your reflexes got to be on jam? That's how a group model is. So if your reflexes ain't on like whack-a-mole level 10, do not be in a group. Like, get you some one-on-one coaching experience first, please and thank you, okay? I tell my coaching clients inside of the Plant Protocol, I tell them like, listen, if you're new to coaching, you should be doing one-on-one first. You should not be moving into a group of 5, 10, 15, 20 people overwhelming yourself. But most importantly, you're more than likely not going to deliver a high caliber experience. And so you should not make a decision on moving into a group model based on your ego or what you want. Okay, I'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, let me just say this about one-on-one. When it comes to doing one-on-one first, the reason it is so valuable so valuable is because one, you have the opportunity to understand and record your client's journey. See, when you have a group model with a specialization, with the curriculum to match that specialization, your curriculum should not just be all about teaching. Your curriculum should also have built-in milestones and built-in guardrails. That means you already know, based on you doing one-on-one coaching, what parts of the process your clients are going to put up the most resistance. And you build a safeguard to that inside of the curriculum. A curriculum is not all about like, oh, I know all this nutrition and lifestyle science, and I'm just going to put it in some pre-recorded video or some pre-recorded content. Like, that's not just what a curriculum is all about. A good curriculum encompasses Absolutely, the information they need to learn from a scientific standpoint, but it also houses all of the hiccups that you anticipate them facing and how you're going to combat them, right? So in my curriculum in Farm to Table, in like the second week, the second module, which is called Lose Your Mind, because it's about mindset, it's called Lose Your Mind. They have to write a future letter to themselves. There's a customized meditation that we have that I, I commissioned somebody to do a customized meditation. There is things that in the halfway point that has nothing to do with science, but it's all about now that you're four weeks in, I know that you are feeling resistance to this. I know the excitement has worn off. I know that you're starting to get those cravings real hard now for that caffeine and that sugar. And here's what we need to be talking about. So the curriculum is based on my experience, my previous experience working with people one-on-one. So before you move into a group coaching model, you absolutely need to have one-on-one experience, right? The appeal to one-on-one and the appeal to group is different for the coach and the client. Like the appeal to group coaching is attractive to a coach usually because they feel like they save in all this time and all of that, which can be true. And the appeal to 
one-on-one for the client is because they're like, oh, I'm going to get him or her to myself, right? And you're like, I don't want anybody to have me to myself. I'm like, because one-on-one coaching can wear you out, like wear you out. But before Farm to Table became a group coaching program, Farm to Table was one-on-one. I worked with every single person one-on-one before Farm to Table became a group coaching program. And I worked with everyone one-on-one from its inception in 2016 until 2018. So I'm not saying people got to put in two years of one-on-one, but I'm saying you want to have a significant amount of one-on-one experience so that you really understand, because there's things you're going to think your client needs to know that they don't care about that much. And there's going to be things that they absolutely need that you didn't even think to include in your process. So that one-on-one is an opportunity to gather data. That one-on-one is an opportunity to refine your process. That one-on-one is an opportunity to really get to know your person. But the most important reason one-on-one is super, super valuable before you move into a group coaching model is for psychology. Because if you've done number one, meaning you have a specialty, you have a dedicated lane. So that means you say, hey, I only work with, I don't know, we have a... um a coach inside of the plant protocol who works with caregivers, for example. So you might say, I only work with caregivers who have hypertension, who are on medication for hypertension. So they actually are prescribed meds for like, that might be your qualifiers. They have to be a caregiver. They have to have hypertension. They have to have a prescription for hypertension, right? Those are three pretty good qualifiers, okay? And if you have that specialty, because that is your personal experience, Imagine what that does, working with those individuals one-on-one for, you know, I don't know, six, eight months to a year. Imagine what that does for your ability to attract those people when you're moving into a group coaching model, because you're not making a whole bunch of content about how deadly hypertension is. You're now making content that's really speaking to the psychology of the caregiver that has hypertension. Because the psychology of the caregiver that has hypertension probably says that I don't have the luxury of taking care of myself because I need to take care of somebody else. So imagine if you did content and created content speaking to what their true pain points are. Because the hypertension is actually just a subset of a bigger issue, which is I'm not worthy of being taken care of this other person or persons are priority. And because I think like that, I've now resorted a lifestyle disease as a result. And so if you as a caregiver were teaching other caregivers and really speaking to that thinking, as opposed to just coming on and spewing about the power of plants and the dangers of high blood pressure, right? Because that's for everybody. But if I'm only talking to caregivers because I've been a caregiver with hypertension, then I know the psychology of how they make decisions. I know why they just do a cup of coffee and a donut in the morning as opposed to having a healthy breakfast. Because what? You got to get to that client or that patient and their morning routine takes an hour. So how dare you take more than five minutes on your personal morning routine, right? Imagine hearing content like that as a caregiver who has a pre-existing condition and is looking for a way to get their health back because you just yelling at them about how bad hypertension is may or may not move the needle. But if they're listening to you and they say, yeah, I feel so guilty when I try and eat anything more than a donut and a cup of coffee for breakfast. 
Right. And so when you work with people one on one, you've had those intimate conversations and you've had the opportunity to really get into their psyche. So you understand their limiting beliefs. You understand their core values. You understand their guilt. You understand all of the things that have caused them to develop these health challenges. Okay. So one on one, that is invaluable data, invaluable. So before you move into a group model, you need to understand the psychology of the people who are going to be in the room. And when you understand the psychology of the people who are going to be in the room, it helps to build that no like trust factor with your clients and your students because you've already spoken to them directly by knowing them so well in your content. And now once they get in the room, they're actually more likely to be compliant because they've already built trust. I can't even tell you how many times I've been on like a suitability interview with a potential student, a prospect. And they're like, man, when you did that one podcast about you think you can solve your problem because you know your problem because you're so smart, you were talking to me. (laughs) That has happened to me so many times where a prospect will tell me, you know, during a private conversation that your content when you said this was talking directly to me. Like I had a student last semester from Farm the Table and she was like, I was listening to something you did. And when you said, who told you you had to be on medication? I just bust out in tears, right? And so when you have those one-on-one experiences and you really take the time to work with people in that capacity, it really gives you insight into your person better than you can get. Because a lot of people aren't going to reveal all that in a group setting. You have to do a great, great job at curating a community to get people to be that vulnerable in a group. So if you do the hard work of doing one-on-one before moving into a group and you have those vulnerable and transparent conversations with your people privately, when you get into the group, the way you can encourage that transparency and vulnerability is by you saying it first because you already know them because you talk to so many of them privately before you introduce your group program. Right. And so if I come in the room like, you know, how many people here think it's too late for them and they've pretty much given up on doing what they've always dreamed of because now, you know, they have a job they feel like they can't walk away from because they need it and they feel like they owe these years or this job or this family. And so they put themselves in the back burner. Like, I know they think like that because I've worked with them for so long. So when I get in the group and I say that, They would have never said it out loud, but when I say it and just ask for confirmation, they will raise their hand like, that is me. Yep, that is me. So many of my students, when I say like, how many of you guys just feel guilty spending this much money to be in this program because you've never prioritized investing in yourself? So spending thousands to invest in yourself for your health. How many of you was that a stretch for? Not financially necessarily, but like, emotionally and personally. Yep, that's me, right? And so when we start having those conversations, they're like, my coach gets me because you're still the coach to everybody in the room, right? And that's one of the things that a lot of students have to understand about a group model. And I think I'll do a whole nother episode about this is how to prep your clients to be in a group setting. Because I don't know, it depends on the demographic that you work with, but so many of my students inside of Farm to Table Not only have they never had a coach, they've never been in a group coaching program. So one of the biggest assumptions that our students inside of Farm to Table make when they come in is that they just invested in a program. 
And I have to like, no, you invested in a coach. It just happens to be a group coaching model and not a one-on-one coaching model. When clients invest in a coach when it's one-on-one, they feel like I invested in a coach, right? But when clients typically invest in a group coaching program, they think I invested in the curriculum, I invested in maybe the protocol, but they don't see themselves as investing in a coach. So there's a lot of priming, prepping, and educating educating you have to do about what coaching is if your students don't know. Because a lot of our students inside of Farm to Table, because we deal with individuals whose body and minds are already compromised, a lot of them are older. So a lot of our students are like 40 to 65, easily. 40 to 70, honestly, I'll say. Coaching is a new concept, especially in a group. And so they don't realize that I'm not just investing in the protocol, but I actually have access to a coach that I can dissect these things with. And so you have to create an environment where that's really, really, really comfortable, like super comfortable. And that takes skill because if you're so busy trying to tackle all the questions that are coming at you around the science, maybe around the technology and navigating your program, maybe around all of these other things, you don't have the capacity to address the mindset and the limiting beliefs of the people. And so you potentially leave a lot of work and a lot of transformations on the table if you haven't developed a really specialized program that can handle all of that at once. So those are the three things that you should have before moving into a group model. Let's review, guys. Number one, a specialty and qualifiers to go along with that specialty. Number two, you must have a curriculum, right? A documented, proven process to get a very specific result, not a generic result, okay? And then finally, you absolutely want to have one-on-one experience because the primary reason is because you understand the psychology of your student and you are able to service them much better at a much higher level in a group setting when you understand the psychology of everybody in the room because they have all been pre-qualified to be there. And that, my friends, is that on that. Listen, I hope this was a phenomenal episode today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Drop any questions you may have, and I'm happy to answer them. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.